We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Greetings and salutations, my friends. Hope it's been an amazing week for you. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm CVV, Chris Van Vliet, and this is definitely a first today. I know you can't see it because this is just audio, but picture our guest today, Brendan Paul, inside the Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn Las Vegas in a full Elvis costume from head to toe. Brendan is one of the top Elvis impersonators in the world. He's also the owner of the Graceland Wedding Chapel, the place in Las Vegas where you can have an Elvis-themed wedding. You can get married by Elvis. So many celebrities have been married there, like John Bon Jovi, Shawn Michaels, so many others. He talks about it here. It's an amazing, amazing story here. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Well, you know, in this episode, we get a little, little taste of some of that stuff that happens in Vegas. And trust me, Brendan Paul has seen everything on Instagram. You can check out the Graceland Wedding Chapel at Graceland Wedding Chapel LV. You can find me at Chris Van Fleet. And if it's your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on everything that we have coming up. Our fan of the week is Kanusu? Kanusu. It's just spelled so weird. Who says, five-star podcast. I've been listening to your show for years, and I would have wrote this review earlier, but I'll be honest, I'm lazy. Hands down, though, the best podcast. Well, thank you for not being lazy for the minute that you took to write this review here. I appreciate that. We read a review on every single episode from Apple Podcasts, so if you have an iPhone, if you have that purple app, I guess it's kind of pink, that's purple, That the podcast app, if you have that app and you listen on there, please Take a second to leave five stars, leave a review, and we'll shout you out on the show for free. Also, if you listen on Spotify, they have a rating system now. So go in there super quick. Click those five stars. It'd be so appreciated. All right. This is such a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Paul. 
Elvis is in the building. This is definitely a first for us here. Thank <laughs> you so much. Time. Yes. <laughs> I, thank you so much for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me. Very cool. You like you look so much like Elvis. <laughs> it's all that surgery. <laughs> the surgery, yeah, right. It's the hair. Look at this yeah, look hair. At My Ooh. goodness. Yeah, for people who aren't watching this and they're just listening right now, yeah. you are authentically dressed like Elvis right now. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> are you like the Elvis impersonator in uh, Las Vegas? Someone asked me one time, they go, do you consider yourself the best Elvis? And I said, no. And they go, you don't? I said, no. I said, I'm probably the most successful. And they said, well, make, what makes you the most successful? I said, because I'm the best. But I mean, you know, I, I'm very lucky. There's a lot of guys doing it for a lot of years. And I've managed to find my niche and, and run with it all the way to the bank and back. <laughs> <laughs> How do you decide which version of Elvis you're going to be? Uh, it depends on how much weight I put on. No, I go back and forth. I mean, when I do all different phases, but what I realize in this town is people want Vegas Elvis, jumpsuit, the glasses, the rhinestones, the, the flash. Mm -hmm. I mean, because Elvis did have different looks throughout his career, but it's what people think of when they go, oh, where's the jumpsuit? You know, where the, when I first did, I never wore the glasses and people always go, where's the glasses? So I'm like, okay, you know, it's the whole thing. Yeah, is, is this every day for you? Pretty much for 26 years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's take it back 26 yeah, years. Yeah. Who was Brendan before? I, I grew up in Los Angeles and uh, born in San Francisco and then raised in L.A., but um, I was a musician since I was a kid. At 13, I think I started playing guitar. Um, I'd seen Kiss in the 70s as a kid. My parents took me to see Kiss and makeup, and I just said, this is great. So I got into the um, music business playing in bands when I was 19, 20, 21. We would play around Hollywood with um, like Guns N' Roses when they were in the clubs. No way. So we'd, like, we'd go see them to Troubadour. I, I remember they, we saw them one night on a Saturday, and they said, hey, tomorrow we're filming our first music video called Welcome to the Jungle if you want to come out and support us. So we went down on a Sunday afternoon and just were in the crowd cheering, you know. But it's kind of cool when you look back and you go, that's kind of neat, you know. That's really cool. Hoping, uh, another local band with their first video, now they're yeah. massive. Yeah, and iconic. And they kind of jumpsuit. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> so how does playing music lead to being Elvis? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because, yeah. um, so my hair is naturally, as a kid, I was blonde hair. No so, way. Uh, yeah, so I, when I was playing guitar in the, in the bands in L.A., I, died, I would have, I played in punk bands, so I had orange hair, green hair, spiked hair, and then I dyed it black, and I, I just kept it black um, since I was, I think, 19, and then I was going to UCLA as an art major, so while I was there, I got sick, I cut my hair, my old girlfriend was a hairdresser, so I said, let's cut my hair, so we cut it short, and I had little sideburns, and my hair had been long and all thrashed and dried and black and tons of hairspray, so on the way home, I'm in a red light and a guy honks. He goes, Elvis. You know, I'm like, what? You know, I look over, where? Then yeah. I roll down the window. He's like, Elvis, you look great. And I'm like, Elvis. I'm like, so I call my hairdresser the next day. I said, we either have to change my hair color or I got to do something because if not, this is a, uh, I'm not sure I want to be called Elvis. And then the next day at UCLA, a girl came up and goes, are you an Elvis in person? I said, no, I just kind of cut my hair and I'm, I play guitar. She goes, oh, because my uh, roommate's, a big Elvis fan, and her birthday's tomorrow. I was going to give you 100 bucks if you'd come. I said, what, what, what's your door number? I'll be there. 100 bucks to sing happy birthday. So I, I brought my guitar, sang happy birthday. And at the dorm, another girl came up and goes, my dad's the producer in Beverly Hills. He's looking for Elvis at a rap party for a Grace Under Fire sitcom. So she goes, do you have any cards? And I'm like, oh, I'm all out. I didn't have cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to think on your feet. Take it till you make it. Right? So, so I just go. And when I was there, 
singing at this rap party in Beverly Hills. People were coming up going, do you have a card? So it was kind of like, I came home and I told my hairdresser, I called the next week, she goes, you want to come in? We'll do something with your hair. I said, you know what? For now, let's just leave it Elvisy because I made uh, 800 bucks this week. Man. <laughs> you know I mean? So I remember thinking like, while well, I'm in school, this is kind of cool, right? Yeah. It's like a, it beat being a waiter on the weekends or something. I'm going, if I could just do a thing here and there, 500 bucks here on the, every weekend while I'm in school, it'd be great. So it kind of, it was like I fell into it in a way, you know? And then once I did that, I graduated UCLA with a degree in fine art. And the future didn't look bright because it's hard to make a living, you know, painting and stuff, whatever. The guys were graduating UCLA, coming back to next year. I said, are you in painting? No, I'm working for Domino's. I'm delivering pizza. I'm like, what? You have a degree from UCLA? Yeah. The guy goes, bro, we're art majors. It's, you know, I go, okay. So once I graduated, I thought maybe I can move here. And this is the entertainment capital of the world. And I've seen all this on TV. So I thought maybe I could move here and see what happens. So I just didn't know anyone. Drove up, stayed at Circus Circus, started back then going to the Yellow Pages every day under entertainment. Um, I do Elvis. Oh, we have enough. Thank you. I mean, it was rough for like the first six months, you know, not knowing anyone. I didn't have a connection. I didn't have anything. But your story of becoming an Elvis impersonator is probably so different from everybody else's. Correct. Everybody else loves Elvis, loved it, wants right. to pay tribute to Elvis. Right. They're into it. They, they, if you talk bad about Elvis, they're like, they get defensive. They, he, he wasn't on drugs. I'm like, I'm a realist. I actually used Elvis in my art at UCLA. I would use them incorporating gluttony and rags to riches and, you know, all that money and still he had no taste to be looking crazy, which I love. It's all these, Elvis was like, I mean, the music was great and all that, and he had charisma, but his whole arc from so poor to so big and then squander it and be dead at 42, it's like fantastic. I love that kind of stuff. It's, it's. <laughs> like he went out like burning, like yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it was all out. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I think when you're that big, it, you burn like that bright that you can't. Yeah. The longevity is never like Michael Jackson. You're never going to be 80 years old. I mean, Sinatra did it, but he was a guy in a tuxedo. You know, fly me to the moon. You could do that for 50 years, but these other guys, they live hard. They get caught up in their own hype and myth, and I think, and they um, something always goes yeah. wrong. But that's what makes it fantastic yeah. to me as an artist. The way I look at people like that, I love that because it's like it's always a people go, oh, don't you wish you could be Elvis? And I said, no. <laughs> I mean, doing this 26 years, I said, I get enough attention. I don't need it. I have a real life. I go home. I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I separate the two. When you walked from the front door of the wind over to our studio here, how many people stopped you or want a photo or whatever? Uh, yeah, it, it does Even happen. when you're wearing the mask. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of look down when I'm walking because... Otherwise, you'll stop, and next thing you know, there's a... And I never turn down... A, if someone goes, I get a photo, I just go, of course, because, first of all, I'm not famous. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I loved a $6 million man, and I went to meet Lee Majors, and every week, I found out where he played touch football in North Hollywood. So I had my $6 million man doll. My mom would take me down. I'd be sitting there, and they, a half hour later, I got run over. I don't think uh, Lee's coming tonight. He's filming. So I'd say, okay. So I'd go home. Next week, my mom, you want to go? Me with my doll... All my six million dollar man stuff, lunchbox. And one time the guy came over and he goes, Hey kid, just so you know, he's not here again. He goes, but he doesn't sign autographs. And I was crushed. No way. Crushed. I just remember thinking, like, I belong to the six million dollar man fan club. I I I know how to do his autograph. I know all about him, where he was born, what you like, I'm I'm a nine-year-old kid. I'm yeah. and, and I remember thinking like, and so my mom goes, We're not coming back. I don't want you to meet him because it would have crushed me at that age. So when I do Elvis. Anytime anyone's ever asked for a photo, I've never in 26 yeah. years said, I don't have time. I go, come here. 
Yeah. I see people trying to sneak a photo at a restaurant. I go over, I go, let's take one together. Yeah. It'll make your trip, you know. I go, tell the kids, get up real quick. We'll all pose. They love it, right? They're like, oh, yeah. look, we, we're in Vegas. We met all of us. So it takes a little time, and it makes someone's uh, day maybe. So, And I think of me as a nine-year-old just crushed by Lee Major. So yeah. you keep that with you, you know? <laughs> when you first moved out to Las Vegas, what made you believe that it was going to work? Uh, I wasn't sure it would, to be honest. I even debated, I couldn't get a, a job. So I literally went to the Hard Rock, and a guy goes, I walked in, he goes, oh, are you performing here tonight at the Hard Rock um, restaurant over by in front of the hotel? And I go, no, I'm actually looking for a job. So he said, I'll tell you what, you can, for 10 bucks an hour, you can seat people, be a host. I said, okay, I needed a job. Yeah. So I said, well, I gotta go back next week to graduate from UCLA and I'll come back. He goes, okay, call me in two weeks and you can start. And in those two weeks, Something happened, a producer saw me, Legends in Concert, asked me for an audition, went in. Next thing you know, like I didn't uh, have to get the, but I mean, I was literally two weeks away from seating people at the Hard Rock restaurant for 10 bucks an hour. But you, you yeah. with a UCLA degree, but I don't care because you have to live, you have to survive. You can't just sit there and go, that's, nothing was ever beneath me. Yeah. And that's, I tell my kids to this day, I say, if you think like that, you, you, you'll be fine because you, you you just go, well, okay, whatever, you know. I mean, I've done things. I've been on a Schwinn bike in a parade on a, in a jumpsuit, like feeling like a buffoon, but they hand you a check for 500 bucks. You ride two blocks on a bike. I'm like, it's it's a living, you know what I mean? <laughs> with what you're doing with the Graceland Wedding Chapel, this is like two occupations, right? Yeah, right so right. it's like you're Elvis performer, but you're also like marrying people. All day, correct. Yeah. And I kind of fell into that when I moved here. I uh, went into the chapel because it said, John Bon Jovi had been married there. I walked in, and the guy goes, hey, you look great. Are you Elvis? I said, yeah, but I can't get a job. I'm trying. I just moved here. So he goes, we have an Elvis here. He was an older, heavier Elvis. He's like, the guy's working seven days a week. He needs a guy to maybe help him uh, maybe on a Sunday just so he can have a day off. I said, sure. I got nothing to do today, were tomorrow. They, were they hiring? No. The, the, just walked the, in? Yeah, the guy, I, I just walked it. in. The guy goes, come back here. I want the owner to meet you. So I came in a couple days later, and the Elvis that was there was a much older, heavier, older Elvis. So he goes, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you here. So I started working there one day a week for a number of years. So if I was in town, then I started traveling and I got busy. But uh, it was about eight years later that he, seven, six or seven years later, he said, um, the owner said, I'm thinking of selling his chapel. Would you be interested in buying it? And I was like, buying it, you know? And I said, well, how much is a chapel? He's like, I want a million dollars. And I said, well, but I had worked my ass off and saved money. And I was able to put down like three or 400,000 yeah. that I'd saved. So Right place, right time. And he goes, you're the only guy I know that saves his money. You know, because I don't gamble. I moved here to succeed. If you will not hand it back to the, you could see the casinos are doing fine without my money. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's awesome, but I don't, I, I realize I'm not a good gambler. So I have to be like head down and just work. I will say though, you bet on yourself. Like That's maybe, true. Maybe you're not spending the money in the casino, but right. the biggest bet you've made is on yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think that's, and when I showed up, when I started getting jobs with the agencies in town, they go, we love hiring you because you come in, whatever the client wants, you do, uh, even if you don't agree. These other guys go, Elvis wouldn't do it that way. And they go, you don't, I go, well, guess what? I'm not Elvis, so what do I care? You're paying me. Tell me what you want me to say, you know? I mean, I walked down in front of a crowd once at 7,000 people at the MGM, and they go, there's a birthday. I said, yeah, I'll sing a birthday to one of the guys. No, we want you to walk out first. I said, well, to be honest, let me do a couple songs, get the crowd going, then I'll sing happy birthday to the guy. And the CEO goes, 
no, I want you to walk out. Just, and I, I mean, I wouldn't have done it that way, but they were paying me. So sure. you walk out and 7,000 people, everyone, Elvis. I'm like, uh, Tom, where's, where, where's Tom Wilson? Tom, stand up, you know. And I'm going, this sucks. It's like anti-climatic, but they're paying me. So you do what you, and, and the agents like that because I was easy and not, I had no ego about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I think got me, the work ethic and just doing whatever people ask. You'll go further than you, you think. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, which is a super important part of my morning routine. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. And best of all, it tastes amazing, and it's really helped with better sleep quality and recovery for me. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever it is, it fits right into your diet. Look, lots of people take some kind of multivitamin, and I think it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. That's why I drink Athletic Greens every morning, and that's why it's recommended by professional athletes in all kinds of different sports. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially since it's cold and flu season right now. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash insight. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash insight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the Graceland Wedding Chapel is, it's iconic, correct? Yeah. Really curious to know what it looked like when you were taking it over and what does it look like now that you're the owner? Um, 
Yeah, it really was. It's an older chapel. It's built in 1927. So for Las Vegas, that's like ancient history. Damn, that's you almost know. 100 years old. Years. Everything else has been, like this hotel was the desert end for years. It's Everything gets demolished and rebuilt. So to have a building that has been there almost 100 years, I think we, the first record on book was 1939. So, wow. I mean, it was a house, and then they started doing weddings. They lived in the back, and when we bought the chapel, they... There was a bathtub even still in the, ba- in the bathroom, like from when it was a house. And I said, we, need, we don't need a bathtub. And people come to your business. Who's That's for the king, man. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's where I sleep. But, so we got rid of the bathtub. But it was like um, we really put a lot of money into keeping the integrity of a, a little quaint chapel on Las Vegas Boulevard that's been there forever, but making it, updating it, if you will, because it was kind of, let go, if you, and so we put, you know, made it just a lot of little changes, but keeping the structure the same. And people still come back and they go, oh "My God, we got married here forty years ago, fifty years ago." And we had a woman that came in that was married there in nineteen forty. She was like almost a hundred. Her husband had passed away, and the family brought her back to see it. She hadn't been there since like the uh, late forties. It was cool, wow. you know. And some pretty big names have been married there. Can yeah. you list off a few of the big celebrities? Yeah, of course, John Bon Jovi is our biggest groom, and he's his brother got married there. And I ran into his brother at one of the shows, and I said, hey, you got married to Grace and Ryan. He goes, I got divorced, man. I said, <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. He's like, yeah, I should have left that, your chapel to my brother John. He's still married. He's like, for me, it was a curse or something. I said, you should have picked your own place. But, um, of course, he's the biggest groom. And people will actually pick Grayson because he got married there. The big Bon Jovi fans will say we're coming here because of John. But we've, I renewed the vows of uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus came in. I read his vows. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans are watching this. So Shawn Michaels, I Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, the wrestling fans, I, WW, Monday Night Raw was called at the Thomas and Mac. I came out and got in the ring and sang happy birthday to Vince McMahon, which is cool. <laughs> wow, yeah, right? yeah. These are cool things. Yeah. So like my friends, some people call me up. Dude, I just see you live on TV, like in the ring. I gave uh, Vince my glasses and then a scarf, and I sang with a bunch of showgirls. And I remember, you know, yeah. yeah and and Shawn Michaels was in the ring at the time, but I didn't have a chance to say, "Hey, you got married at my chapel." Yeah, it's cool. How did that all like come together? Did WWE just reach out? Yeah, to they you? reached out and a, uh, an agency called and said, "Look, Vince's daughter, who runs things, I Stephanie. guess Stephanie." wants to surprise her dad. So I got to Thomas and Mac and they kept me hidden. It was a big surprise. So we're down this hall with, you can't go to the bathroom. You have to stay here, go out. We'll escort you if you have to go. We don't want him to see anything. And they brought him in the ring and then the showgirls, I think 10 showgirls got in the ring with them. And uh, it, was, it was awesome because when I walked in, they're playing Elvis music and I've been hidden in this room. I go down the corridor, it was like a rock concert. I didn't realize wrestling was like on that level, the yeah. Monday Night Raw. I mean, it was the arena was packed. And to this day, people will come up sometimes. They go, Elvis, can I get a picture? They go, you weren't uh, at Monday Night Raw. And I go, yeah. They go, dude, they high-five. They want to hug me. The wrestling fans love that. You know, you get recognized by certain things. So that was fantastic. (laughs) The cool thing was, too, they go, so I walk out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, people are going crazy. They go, now, when you get in a ring, it's a little soft. And, you know, and and the showgirls, like, they're we're sinking into the, it was like a mattress. Well, no, it just kind of bounces, bounces a, little a little bit. That's what I mean. Yeah, well, especially when you have like, that many people in right, there. Right, right. I was like, well, and they had, yeah, it, it was awesome though. And to this day, yeah, when I meet people and they'll say that, they go, Monday night, I go, that's me. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, man. Honey, this is a guy that was in the ring with Vince. And I gave him my glasses and he took them off and he threw them down and stepped on them. But I was like, that's kind of cool. That's you know, what Vince McMahon does. Right, right. It's like, your show. So that was cute that Stephanie had, Arranged out for a dad and kept it a surprise. Oh. And he was when he when when I got in the ring, he's like, 
looking gone. He was embarrassed because it's, you know, it's too late to back. There was up. a very famous wrestling angle where Stephanie McMahon got married to Triple H at a drive-through wedding chapel. Oh my gosh, in that's Vegas. great. It should have been at your chapel. It should have been, yeah. That would have been Shawn so Michaels, much better. Right. And that's and Shawn Michaels, so it's it's Remember Honky Tonk Man? Are of you course. too young? To, yeah. yeah. It was like the Elvis of wrestling. <laughs> How often do people ask you, are these real weddings? Every day. Yeah. Or they say, how many of these weddings um, last? And I go, I like to believe every single one of them. Yeah. Because like, you know, when they I'm leave, they pessimistic about it. I mean, we've seen women come in and are 35 and it's their seventh husband <laughs> at 35. But guess what? When I look in her eyes and she looks at that guy, she looks like he, she thinks this is the guy. She finally got the right guy. Number seven, but he is the right guy. And, you know, and this is a true story. We used to have pictures in the lobby of couples. So a guy walks in. I'm, he goes, oh, she looked great. I said, thanks. And he goes, oh, my God, we're on the wall behind you. And I said, I just kind of glanced. I said, oh, my God, you're here for a renewal? He goes, no, no, dude, that was my first wife. I go, wait a minute, sir. You came to the Grayson Chapel with your first wife, and this is a new bride. He goes, yeah. And she looked at me and shrugged. She goes, I know this is ridiculous. He, she goes, he loves this place. So on the way out, we married him. They had a ball. And uh, on the way out, I said, dude, you come back a third time. It's on us. And he goes, you know what? I might be back with you. No. Yes, on his wedding day. And she grabbed him. And like, they went out the door. And then I saw her in his face outside. And I'm going, dude, don't be funny like that in front of the new wife when you've already been married here before to the first wife. And you're talking about bringing a third wife. But if he does yeah. come back, we will give it compass wet. <laughs> so if someone wants to get married, what, is it, what does it look like? What do packages start at? We, we start at $199 and go up to $199. Yeah, $199. And, you know, they're quick. I mean, we're doing four an hour. So All day? All day, yeah. Well, I mean, I've sang, at the most I've ever sang in a day, I think it's 46 weddings in a day. 46 weddings. So we're hustling, wow. you know. But we have it down. We've done it for so long, and we have a way that we don't, you can't make people feel rushed. Although for $199, they're lucky they even get to sit. Please, folks, don't sit. We're going to be stay standing. How many songs do you sing for $199? Two songs. Two songs. Two songs, and I do some cute Elvis Bells where I know it's. Uh, sometimes right, so I picture that I'm standing across from my future yeah. wife right here. Right. So what does it look like? You're, you're after, we have some serious things, and I sing, and then I tell you to look her in the eyes and okay. tell her you're always love her tender. You'll say, I always I'll, love you I'll tender. I'll always love you tender. And never leave you at Heartbreak Hotel. Never leave you at Heartbreak Hotel. I'll never have a suspicious mind. I will never have a suspicious mind. And from this day forward. <laughs> from this day forward. I promise to be. I promise to be. You are a hunk of, hunk of burning <laughs> With love. the hips and, yeah, everything. The hips and everything. This and is then great. And the girl's like, come on, honey, shake it like Ellis. And the guy's like, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. But afterwards, it's a hoot. Because people say afterwards, this was so cool. They go, we didn't know what to expect. We thought it was going to be cheesy. But they go, everyone, the staff is great. Your limo drivers. I mean, we're picking them up in a limo, bringing them in, marrying them, and taking them back. Some people have never been in a limo, you know. And for $199 to be in a limo, picked up at your hotel, I mean, it's a, it's a nice uh, service, what we're offering. It's, it, people love it. As a percentage, what do you think of, how many of these weddings are pre-planned? Um, most of them now. But we do get the occasional, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, we were waiting for a minister one time. I was sitting there, I go, uh, how long have you guys known each other? And he looks at his watch. I'm going, oh, no. He goes, what, what do you say, honey, about two, two, two and a half hours? I said, two and a half hours, you met her? He goes, yeah, at the pool, at the Mirage today. And then uh, they, he goes, you care if I take off my shirt and just go back to my bathing suit, my flip-flops, the way I met her? I said, sir, you paid for your, you paid your $1.99, whatever you want to wear. So he took it off and she got in her bikini and high heels and we married him. 
And I said, what? Where live? I remember she lived in Seattle and he lived like somewhere near Chicago. So I said, uh, where are you going to live? And they go, we, we really haven't thought about that. I said, you know what? That's the small details. The main thing is you're married. <laughs> that, that's what comes later. So does Elvis do divorces too? We, Jay Little once came to the chapel and did a skit and he had a fake Divorce chapel right next door. <laughs> it was very cute because it was like the, the divorce chapel. And this way, come out this way. But we, I mean, the, some of the stuff I've seen is like, a, you know, with. A, oh, you've I seen mean, it all. Oh, I, I mean, I'm waiting for that. It was a big bridal party and I, I'm with the groom in the back and he hasn't seen his bride. I said, you ready to go in? We're about to get started. He goes, yeah, because I got everything taken care of. I said, oh, good. What does that mean? Well, I have the annulment papers already filled out. I said, Annulment papers, sir, we haven't even married you and you're ready to get this. He goes, just in case. I said, look, I own the chapel. If you want, I'll, call, I'll give you your money back. We don't, we have two enough weddings. We don't need, I don't want to force you. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, they're in the fax machine. I'm going like, sir, what do you mean? They're in back home in my apartment. I fill out the annulment papers. And uh, if the shit hits the fan this weekend, I call my buddy, go to my place. You have a key. You go on, you hit send. And he goes, and this thing will be unraveling. This as, and I'm going like, are you sure you want to get married? This is, you already have the annulment papers filled out. And he goes, and then right then he goes, let's go. And he just opened the door, walked in, and everyone's woo, cheering. And he's crying during the vows. I'm, I'm, and I'm, oh, and that, right before I went in, I said, who knows about this? He goes, my buddy at home that has the key to my apartment, me, and now you. And he tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, let's go. And I'm like, what? Are we? And then he walked in. I couldn't say anything. So I walked in, and everyone's crying. The mother of the bride, big wedding, uh, 40 guests, flew in from around the country. I'm going like, I felt bad. I almost want to wish she didn't tell me because it was depressing that, like, you know, I can't tell her. Good luck. Yeah. But you think it. You think. <laughs> Do you ever say no to people? Um, yeah, if the credit card doesn't go through, we say, you know what? We can't, we can't go forward with this. No. <laughs> we, uh, here's the thing. People go, you marry people if they're drunk. If they show up drunk, um, that's fine. We have rails down the aisle to help to understand. <laughs> but they got the marriage license. They had to be sober to get it. So you can get it. It's good for a year. So let's say you arrive on a Thursday. You go get your marriage license. Well, now Saturday night, by the time you come to the chapel, you've had a dinner with your friends. You're feeling tipsy. But to get that marriage license, you were. They will not issue one if you're drunk. So they have to arrive when they come to see you with a wedding license. Oh, a wedding okay. license. And some people, we have a, we'll even take them to the courthouse. It's just around the corner from our chapel, but um, most people have their paperwork, and that means when they got that, they were, they were sober. So now if you're feeling good, that's okay, because you, you, you know, they, they will not give you that license if you're drunk. And I do make a joke, sometimes a woman looks at me like she's standing like a deer in headlights, and I was during ceremony, sometimes I say, honey, blink twice if you want me to call the police. <laughs> and it gets a laugh, it gets a laugh, but it's like, because I see yeah. this look of like, like, she doesn't really want to be there. And I make a joke. I say, I'm kidding, sir. You'll all be fine. You know, and these people, the guests are like laughing. But I mean, you can get away with jokes because you're in a polyester onesie. You know, I mean, you're not exactly. Well, it's you. It's yeah, Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey. But I think we've all seen those scenes in a movie where someone wakes up. I mean, The Hangover is obviously the, hangover, the, the right? classic one. Yeah, and you go, what have I done? Yeah. Where Stu wakes up and realizes he's married. Yeah. Here's a, this is a funny one. I forgot about this one. I haven't thought about this one in years. Guy arrives at Grayson. They go to get the marriage license with the wife. And the, at the courthouse, they say, sir, you're already married. And he's like, what? And the, the fiance's like, what do you mean he's already married? 
sir, we have you on record like two years ago. You were married in Las Vegas. So he comes to Graceland. He goes, I was here with some buddies a couple years ago. We met these girls. He goes, we were drunk. We went, he goes, I thought it was fake. He thought it was fake, but he'd been married for two years or something that he never saw again. He, her, her family's freaking out going, who's this guy you're marrying? You know, he has to explain to the family, um, they won't give us a marriage license because I'm technically married to someone I met here a couple years ago. He had to go on Facebook, find her. He remembered like a, a, one of her friends. She didn't think they were married either. They don't even know where the marriage license is, but they're on record they were married. So they had to get it annulled, get a lawyer. And, beca- and she had never uh, married either. So had she done that, it would have come up maybe that she would have said, oh my God, what do you wow. mean? Yeah, well, it was wild, you know? And he told me, he goes, my, fam- my in-laws already hate me. And I said, sir, <laughs> they've got good reason. What? You, what? I mean, it was bizarre. He That's goes, a I, real life hangover. And I, yeah, and I go, what, what chapel did you get married at? He goes, to be honest, I don't know. Shit, it could be this one. <laughs> and I said, wow. So he had like, you know, it was like on a Friday and they were getting married like on Sunday. He had like 48 hours to track her down and say, we need to get this like annulled. And she goes, of course. She goes, I don't even barely remember you. Oh it was so weird, right? So that's that's kind of the most bizarre, like hangoverish horror story, if you will. And her whole family's going like, the guy's a creep. <laughs> What's the most ridiculous request that you've had? Um <laughs> is, yeah. the, the, the the coordinator kept going, can you call this woman? She's upset. She doesn't, she won't listen to me, and maybe she'll listen to you. So I call. I go, this is Elvis. Is this the ordained Elvis? I said, that's me. Okay, Elvis, let me explain what's going on because the girl at the front desk won't help me and I think you can. I said, what is it you want? My husband and I are coming to Vegas and we're bringing a third person into our marriage. I said, okay. I want to be the best to give him away. I said, give who away? The new guy that we're marrying. They were bringing, they were trying to have a three-way, two men. She had a husband. They were marrying a third guy and she was going to be the best man and and I said, um, that's against the law. I said, it turns me on, but it's against the law. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I said, you know, and uh, so they, they were, she was all upset. I said, look, we can do a fun ceremony, a commitment of sorts. I can dance around still, and you can have vows, and you can bring them down on, on a leash for all we care. <laughs> but uh, we can't legally marry you. And she was all upset. This is bullshit. This is Vegas. I'm like, ma'am, we do have, the bar is low, but we do have Rules, a few. Yeah, the Rules. state of Nevada, it's not Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I said, we're, we're not, this is like polygamy, if you will. But like, it was a weird thing. She was so upset. She goes, I'm going to find another chapel, but I want to get married with you. I've seen you online. I really like you. She was, as she's yelling at me, I said, all right, let me know. We never heard from her again. I mean, I just said, you can't go get a marriage license for the third guy. She's like, we love him. <laughs> I'm sure you do. So that was, a, you know, these things, I got to write a book at some point. Because Clearly. Some of these stories, I mean, I married a guy that wasn't even there. He was passed away. How has this not been a reality show? <laughs> I know. I'm serious. I know, I know. We've had, we've been approached by some people, and I'm always just thinking, like, I just, like, go to work and do my thing. But some, when I tell these people, they go, you've got to write a book because these are like, who else? These, this is your job. This is what you're dealing with. We had a woman that came in and said, can I bring my husband? And I want, we're looking forward to getting married. We'd seen you on um, a show, and we were really looking forward to it, and he got killed. He was a police officer in Arizona. So can I come in with my daughters and my husband's uh, a picture of him? Because he died. So I said, okay. So the day comes, I'm like, you know, I have a whole thing where they have they talk to each other. So I went in. I said, 
Normally, um, I would have you and your husband renew your vows, but how do you, I would, yeah, I would like to say something to George. So George was on a pedestal, an eight by 10 of him, and she's doing vows to the uh, husband, and the daughters are crying, and it's emotional, and, but the hair was standing up on the back of my neck as well, because I'm going, George is even here. She's picking up the picture and kissing it and crying, and I mean, and she, but it was sweet because she wanted to um, fulfill the promise to him to redo the ceremony, you know? Wow. But it was, and then she's doing pictures afterwards, and we had to get Kleenex because her lipstick was all over the glass. And we're like, do you mind if we clean up the picture so it looks better? I'm go- and their daughters are crying. I mean, they'd been married like 25 years. The kids were in college. It was sad. Wow. I mean, it was sweet, yeah. though, right? Yeah. So that's when you see that. Yeah. You, you think for all the jokes of people going, oh, that, you're marrying people all day. It's a, you're making fun of marriage. There's things like this where where it's um, sweet and touching, you know? People think you're making fun of marriage? Some people do. <laughs> just because of how many you do? I get, or just, they go, you know, uh, people went on our Facebook page, oh, this is sacrilegious, marriage is sanctioned by God and not a guy in a polyester jumpsuit. But I'm like, people have a sense of humor and want to, especially nowadays with COVID, you want to have fun and lift up and celebrate in whatever that means. Yeah. I mean, who's who are you to judge someone's... Uh, Wedding or what? What they believe? It's like you know. Which well, also you do important. do traditional weddings there too. Correct, and it's some people walk in and the next wedding is traditional. I come walking out and I see the bride. What's he doing here? <laughs> and I said, "You ready to go in, honey?" And, I'm, I, and she's like, "No." And I said, "I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we have a minister in the back. I'm leaving." You know, and not, I see them. Okay, they're like, you know. So we, I try to stay out of the way because yeah, some people are like, "What's that guy? Who's the freak?" One of the other biggest misconceptions must be that it's 24-7, that people can roll in at 3 in the morning after they've left one of the clubs. Correct. And it used to be, well, if they have their marriage license, they could. We used to be open until 2 and 3, and we got that's when we got some interesting, between midnight and 3 a.m. <laughs> it was a little bit more. Well, the thing was the courthouse was open, so you could meet someone at midnight at 1, go get a marriage license, and then find a chapel that was open. The courthouse was they, still open at that time? At the 24 hours it used to be. And now they close at like uh, 11 dangerous. or 12. So now it's kind of, um, it put that to, that's, that's when Britney Spears got married at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you know. You could just go get a marriage license and then find a chapel and, you know, 10 minutes later, you're married. Wow. And then you're trying to get that unraveled or whatever. You know, that's when the shenanigans happen. So I'm sure by the marriage license, the marriage bureau being closed now by midnight, that's when, you know. You also then closed at midnight? Yeah, we started closing. We said, we, we saw that clientele drop off the... But we sometimes, between midnight and three, we pick up sometimes four or five weddings, walk in, just two people. Hey, we have a marriage license. Can we get married real quick? Real, you know. Yeah. One time they go, Elvis, how long is your ceremony? I said, about six minutes. Can you make it quicker? <laughs> I said, sure. Yeah, just can you like, I do, I do? Sure. I mean, I go, you're paying for it. I sing, start singing. They go, that's good. One guy, that's good. No Wise man. Perfect. I said, okay, uh, we're gathered here. <laughs> He's looking at me. Oh, whatever. whatever he wants, sir. He wants to consummate that marriage. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> wow. Anyway, you know, yeah, again, we don't judge. I mean, that's a fun thing. I just look at it like, I think it's great. I mean, I love I love people. I love hearing stories. I ask people, where, where have you met? And lately, we get a lot of people say they meet on these uh, dating sites. Tinder. And stuff. Yeah. Tinder. We married the guy that started Tinder. Do you now say, love me, Tinder? 
<laughs> he should. The guy did come in and I got, and he had two addresses. Beverly Wait, you Hills. married the guy who started yes. Tinder? His, his address was Beverly Hills. And then he goes, I also have a place. I live at City Center. I said, you, you live in City Center on the strip? He goes, yeah, but I'm in Beverly Hills. So I said, I grew up, grew up in L.A., the Valley. I go, so I know UCLA, or Beverly Hills. I go, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I started an app. And I go, what app? And he goes, Tinder? <laughs> and I go, I've heard of that one. <laughs> I think I said to him, uh, is that the site uh, people hook up just to uh, you know, have sex? He goes, we like to think that we're connecting people. I said, whatever you tell yourself, whatever makes you sleep at night. But, you know, but we do get people that go, we met on Tinder and they're getting married now. So whatever happens with COVID especially, yeah. you know, we've, a lot of people have met. I go, how long have you been a couple? And they go, about a year and a half. And I said, oh, you met during COVID? They go, yeah. I said, and they go, well, we've been together every day for years. <laughs> I said, that's like seven years of, of dating. You know, you're not rushing into things because if you live through COVID and you're both like at home, they literally will say we've been together every day. For, you know what I mean? Yeah. So March 2020, how much did COVID change your business? Quite a bit. I mean, we shut down for a, a couple months. And I mean, so did most of Vegas, Correct. Right? Yeah, it was, it was sad to see. I rode my bike down the strip, and I remember seeing the Bellagio had the doors, board, boards over the doors. I'm going like... Those doors never shut. These casinos are 24-7. I mean, the, the Riviera had an air wall, which means there were no doors. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. never had even shut doors for like 40, 50 years, you know? So to see the strip like that was like, it was, it was sad. I mean, you, you see other places in the country, but when you see a city like this where normally Bellagio's fountains are going off and people are everywhere and you see doors with boards over them, Look like a like a, literally like a ghost town. I mean, yeah. And it hurt the. I mean, we're based on tourism, yeah. so those cities, New York, you know, L.A., Hollywood, Disneyland, these are things where everyone from bartenders to valets, the guys bringing your luggage up, everyone is making a living on tourism, and that went away like that, and people are just going like, "Hello," you know. I mean, it's so sad, but I keep thinking we're turning the corner and we're, you know, trying to get out of it. So my first HelloFresh box just arrived and I am loving this. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and delicious seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. The recipes are so easy to follow, they're quick to make, they even have pictures to guide you along the way. And hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. They offer 50 weekly recipes featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so you'll never get bored and you can try something new every week. I'm subscribed to the Fit and Wholesome box, and man, that crispy Parmesan chicken that my girlfriend Rachel and I whipped up, so good. Also, the pecan-crusted chicken. Also, do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan-crusted chicken, pecan-crusted chicken, either way, amazing and it saved a ton of money for something that tasted just as good as going to a restaurant and we did it in about 30 minutes sometimes less go to hellofresh.com insight 16 and use the code insight 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's hellofresh.com insight 16 use that code insight 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So before COVID, what would you say was an average weekend day for weddings? Um, well, in 2019, I sang at 4,500 weddings that year. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that was and then on top of that, there's the traditional weddings. Correct. So how many is the chapel doing yeah. in a normal I, I year? Think I, so if I, I think we're doing about, that year, I think we did like a, a little over 8,000 weddings. So, But half, 4,500 of them oh my I was doing. God. And I was giving a lot of weight. I never even did the math of what 4,500 weddings a year. So I divided it by 365. That's 12 weddings a day, every day of the year. Right, but and I'm sure you're doing the mostly more, on weekends. And because, yeah, and, I, and, and I, I traveled usually for a month. I'll take off just to travel, which means I was averaging way more than 12 a, a day. I was probably averaging, you know, 23 a day. That's not a bad business you've got. Yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I have, someone goes, why are you still doing this all and working this hard 26 years later? I said, because, I don't know. It's all I know now, too. And, and I think you have to, you don't know when it's all going to end. I mean, I saw my hair. If I lose my hair, it's over. I guess I could get a wig, but you know what I mean? There's certain things where I just think, like it could be all, I'm in an accident, I lose my hand, I went, hold the mic, what am I, the one, you know, these things end it. It's like an athlete. Yeah. They think, oh, this is great. I can't, but six months later, they're injured, they're done. And yeah. you're like, wait a minute, my gone. Yeah. Don't go out and buy a car, save your money. Get that nest egg, put it away, because when you're injured or, and it's over, it's over. And now what are you done? Yeah. You've done, you have no skills. I mean, I always, I tell my wife that I go, I, I have no skills. If I didn't do this, I don't know what I would do. She's like, you'd be fine. I said, I can, on a, my iPad, I'm typing like a third grader. I don't know how to, I don't fill out paperwork. I don't know how to do, I just sing and dance around in a monkey suit. And uh, she's like, you don't quite well, <laughs> but I always, it's your life's work now. Correct. It's amazing. I know I'm going to try to go. A few more years, wait, 30 years, and I, then I'll think about maybe retiring because at some point you just go, enough's enough, you know. Well, who's going to fill your shoes? I mean, your blue, I, sorry, your blue, blue suede shoes. Dude. Wow. That's a good but question. But who, who would be Elvis at the chapel? That's a good question. We do have other guys right now that, we, that I use, and they love it. But sometimes when I go on vacation, I'll come back and they go, I don't know how you do this, man. And I go, I go well, it's the combination for me, the ADD, which because the ceremonies and the cocaine. So when you put the two together, <laughs> you can crank them out all weekend. It's, it's easy. You know, we're in Vegas. Everyone's going to think you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. No, no. But it's it's true. It's like I have this. Um, I do have a kind of ADD, so it's real easy to. I don't have to. It's real quick, right? Yeah. Every ceremony is like I'm in there like seven, eight, nine minutes. And then it starts over again. It's sure. like Groundhog's Day. But yeah. for me, it works with my brain. But yeah, some of the Elvises come back and they go, dude, I did like 15 weddings on Saturday. I was exhausted. They go, I see you on the books doing that every day. I go, we build up to it, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, but it's always the fear of, um, like I said, I played in a punk band when I was a kid and made no money. So even the guys from my old punk band, when they come to Vegas, we go out and they go, dude, this is awesome what you're doing. Because sometimes they go, I can't believe I'm doing this. They go, look at you, man. You like we were playing in a punk band, making no money. We all had to go out eventually get jobs. We we play in bands on the weekend now, and you're like you're jumping around, entertaining people. Yeah. Twenty five years later, so yeah. I I think about that. And I think, yeah, why am I gonna? 
See, I told you yeah, people, yeah. <laughs> people That's outside nice. can see and hear us. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the king is a, is a, it's like being Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. You know, when you come out, the kids go, there he of is. Of course. And in this town, I mean, it's, it's like an icon. You know, he's almost like that. Elvis has been elevated to a, oh, yeah. like a, a, people don't even know about him anymore. It's almost like, well, like the Vegas Elvis wedding has become a thing. We were the first to do it at Graceland, but now people go, oh, I always said I want to go to Vegas and get married by the king. That's like a thing now, which is great because that's what yeah. we do. But um, Are you the only Elvis chapel in no, Vegas? No, other ones have tried to duplicate it in little ways, but I know a guy that worked at a chapel. He goes, I do Elvis at one of those other chapels. I go, how many weddings do you do? He goes, like, one or two a week. I said, oh, one or two a week, you know, when, when I'm yeah. doing for an hour. Yeah, you know? you're the guy. <laughs> and that's, yeah, yeah. We, we've kind of, that's our thing. And I think other people have tried to duplicate it, but they realize um, it's, you know, they, they have to find their, I said everyone has to have their thing, you know. Yeah. And like I said, with me, it works perfect what I do. I love to meet people. And, and, I, um, and I've even hired entertainers that have been in, done Elvis on the strip. And, they go, and I, I'll bring them in. They go, hey, I don't have work. Can you use me? I said, yeah, this month I'll put you in. They go, it's so weird. I'm on stage for years, and I don't see the audience. And now I'm, like, singing right up in a bride and groom's face. They go, I'm very uncomfortable. I said, yeah, it's a different beast than, yeah, yeah. than being on a stage where you can barely see the front row and the lights are in your, and you're performing to literally you hear clapping, but you can't see everyone. I go, here, the people are right there. Yeah. You know, I'm dancing around and making the guy sing. I'm holding the mic in his, and, but you're making, it's, it's making it fun. And, and that's what people want. They want to have fun and celebrate their love. And that's what we've done. We've combined the entertainment capital of the world with the wedding capital of the world. What's a better, what better, right? You know. And what a story you have. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure being able to hear this. Yeah, it's awesome. And maybe, I, maybe I'll get married. Hey. There. I don't know. We, yeah, we do same sex now. So let us know. We're, we're doing, <laughs> it's all legal now. It's all legal. I will, I, before we, I see your guitar is here, so we're going to pick that up in a second. But before we do that, I end every interview with the same question. Yeah. I'm all about gratitude. And I start every day saying out loud three things that I'm grateful for. What are three things that you're grateful for? Three things I'm grateful for. I would say, uh, number one, the support of a great family growing up. My mom and dad, like when I moved here to pursue this, they said, when, when I moved here, I said, they called, how's it going? I said, it's tough. My dad, I'm gonna send you a gas card. You just you 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 use this to fill up your car, and one day you pay me. You know you, you don't worry about it. And I, I mean, I was with a college degree, but to have that support to go out in the world with a family that says, just say, keep going, it will get better. And then, um, and I was able to do that. And then, in, in turn, I was able to take my family years later on a my brother, his kids, my wife, my kids, my mom. My dad had passed away, but like on a to Botswana for a safari. And the trip cost me $60,000 in a, everyone's airfare. But to be able to do that was when my parents, my dad, gave me the gas card yeah. when I moved here. And then to say to my mom and my brother, who could never afford a safari with his kids all the way to Botswana, right? Um, to be able to do that was like, that's the best. But that's family. It goes like this. They, you gave me the gas card. I, I, let me see what I can do for you. Yeah. So I'd say family mm -hmm. support is the best. And and, and the love of my family now, my kids, my wife, my mom, everyone like that um, is still there, right? Never left. My cousins, were, everyone's close in my family. And then I'd say my health, um, right, to be just, I always think, I see people. I've, I've worked with Elvis so long in this town that um, three of the guys I started with have passed away mm. from different things. But uh, I just go, ooh, these, my peers now are 
some of them are passing away. Yes. So I was just think, okay, I'm still intact, right? Yeah. I've had problems. I've had hip replacements. I've, I've got titanium now from too much swiveling, but whatever. So I think your health is something every day. I just wake up and go, okay. And then um, I think what I always am, something in the future to look forward to, I always think about that. I never look back. Because yeah. someone, someone goes, you don't talk about your past. I said, oh, my God, I have a million stories. But I always... I look forward to what's around that corner. Yeah. And it's that not knowing, and that's fine. Yeah. And if it all ended tomorrow, I always tell my wife, I said, if this all ended, if I woke up tomorrow and the voice was gone and, all right, and, and I couldn't do it, I am nothing but like I can't believe I got to do that for 26 years. And to be part of people's um, lives in, in, in something as simple as a quick little wedding. Yeah. I, mean, I was walking down the street in Maui, a guy came up, do you, do you live in Vegas? I said, yeah. Do you ever sing at a chapel? I said, well, I own the Grizzly Chapel. Dude, about 10 years ago, you renewed my parents' vows, and my parents passed away. But they talked about that for years after. And so, you know, you're walking down the street in Maui, and a guy comes up and says, yeah. you don't believe my parents had a picture of you. That's why he goes, I knew it was you, because in their house was a picture of you with them smiling. And he goes, that was like at their funeral. We put that picture up because it was like their 50th wedding. So things like this, you just yeah. go, how awesome is that? You know, to be what you go and you think, oh, I'm tired. And then, and then you meet someone and they go, yeah, Grayson, right? My, I was there and it was awesome. Yeah. And so how cool is that? So know? cool. <laughs> let's grab the guitar. Will you play us out? Yeah, sure. What are you, you going to play for us, Elvis? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> we'll do one of the only three songs I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do them all, but let's see. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Elvis played Metallica. <laughs> Say your prayers. No, we'll do a song. This is a, a, one of my favorites to this day. Could you I, sing Metallica like Elvis? <laughs> I could, Say your prayers. <laughs> Say your prayers. <laughs> During the wedding sometimes, when there's a minister, I'll be in the corner, and I'll just be like... <laughs> and I'll see, like, some of the guests will be, like, watching him, and they'll, like, I'm gonna, they go... And I see him whisper to, like, the girlfriend, is Elvis... Ozzy, and I'm real quiet. I, I, <laughs> but I'll do this is a, a, one of the most requested one to this day. Actually, when I was going to college in Hawaii, the first Elvis song I ever sang at a contest was this song, and I won $100. And I remember thinking, hey, maybe, and that was so, that was 27 years ago. And I never got sick of singing it. And when it's the most requested song we get at the chapel from the movie Blue Hawaii. Wise men say only fools rush in. I can tell falling in love with you. I feel like I'm falling in love with you here. Thank you. Thank you very Jeez. much. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me. Wow. Awesome. That was amazing. Man, those are some stories. I feel like he's seen it all at the iconic Graceland Wedding Chapel. Jeez. I'm sure you know an Elvis fan or two, so make sure to share this episode with them and take a screenshot. Share it on social media and tag us so we can reshare it. It's Graceland Wedding Chapel LV on Instagram. Tag me, I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and we'll leave you with a quote from the man himself, Elvis Presley, who said, truth 
is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. Be great. Be grateful. Have an amazing weekend. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.